You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Critics' Table. Every episode we are joined by three luminary theater critics as they review the latest shows on and off Broadway. You may agree with one, all of them, or none at all, but we ask that you listen first and ask questions later. Let's join the table, shall we? Hello, I'm Juan Michael Porter II. I'm Christian Lewis. And I'm Ayanna Prescott. And this is The Critics' Table, a fabulous podcast where we talk about the hottest shows on and off Broadway and give you our hot takes. But first, let's talk about where we all write. I am a freelancer at many places, including Did They Like It, Theaterly, American Theater, and you can follow me at Twitter at JuanMichaelII for the second. I also freelance all over the place and at tons of the exact same places, Did They Like It, Theaterly, Theater Mania, American Theater Mag, glad they all hire us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at C. Lewis Reviews. And I am also a freelance theater journalist, but not at the same places. I am at Variety, New York Theater Guide, Today Ticks, um, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Today we are discussing oratorio for living things, and let's give a quick synopsis of the show for those who don't know it. The event fuses music and theater, surrounding the audience with 18 virtuosic singers and instrumentalists. Oratorial for Living Things runs March 15th through May 15th, 2022 at Ars Nova at Greenwich House. Let's dive in. Can I get a quick uh, thoughts? What were our first responses? I loved this show. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what the visceral experience I had there. I I literally had an outer body experience at the theater. I know when the press agent John, great press agent, reached out to me. He said that it would feel like church. And I've been to church a lot. And it felt more than what I've ever experienced in like a Catholic church. And so I don't know what I saw. I couldn't tell you what this show is even about. But I know the feeling that I got was something that I've never received in a theater before. And so. I totally agree. This piece is this piece, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to call it. It's a musical. It's a piece with music. It's not a music. There's no characters. There's not a plot in a traditional sense. I think just it's an experience. That's what I've been telling everyone. Don't go to try to understand it. Just go to experience it, and you will have a great time. It's a mix of like a Catholic mass and like a a hippie meditation circle, and like I love it for that. It is a very moving 
musical experience piece. I loved it. I wish I could see it again. They give you a little like libretto script book for it that you can like read along and I've read it several times since then. There are like quotes from it that I will like live my life by. It is, I wish I could see it more times. It is, cannot recommend it enough. I have to agree that if anyone were to ask me, what was the show you had to see in that particular season? This would be that, that show. Our very good friend Jose Solis told me that it was the final show that he saw before the pandemic and before he moved back to Honduras. And he said, if I died, and that was the last show I'd ever seen in my life, I would have been very happy. And I have to say that it took me, Ayana, to your point that it was like being in something more than church, particularly mm -hmm. because the piece draws on so many different references of the mundanity of everyday life, what you do, of how many seconds of sitting even on a toilet to like these profound quotes from, I think I saw something from the, um, the Epic of Gilgamesh at one point and these Greek histories and you just feel like, wow, this is the entire world. This isn't just like our Western slice of it. This is everyone. Were there any specific moments that you recall that you like really were like, <gasps> the moment they started stomping and clapping. I, <laughs> this has happened before in a theater and I've never felt this, but also because it's in a round, I feel like the acoustics of that room with everyone, there was music at every inch of you. And so no matter where you sat in that theater, you were going to feel something, you were going to see something totally different. It, it, it was the moment they started stomping, clapping and I don't know, like it was a, it was just a feeling that I'd never felt before. And I know that that happens in the theater a lot. I've, I've been to, I can't even tell you how many musicals that ha that has happened, but this was just like, I don't know, out of body experience. It, it, it tugged at my heart for sure. For me, it was the last five minutes, which made me like mm. emotional. And I would say was like perhaps some of the best five minutes I've ever spent in a theater. There's this, very touching monologue because a lot of the show is about a relationship mm. to nature. There's this very touching monologue about a child feeling bad about pencils and wanting to like save the rainforest with the wood from mm. these pencils. And it was so moving. And then the very last part of the show is like, they have everyone stand up if you can, and they do like a prayer for all of us. And it starts with this line that says like, this isn't going to be perfect and we're just going to try and this is just going to be a draft, not the final draft. And like, mm -hmm. I'm going to like live my life by this is a draft, not the final draft. And then something that like totally changed my whole worldview, they talk about the whole history of the universe in this play a lot. It has a very mm -hmm. big scope. And they say, if we charted the history of the universe onto a calendar year, humanity doesn't even come into play until December 31st, at like 11.59. And like everything that we know of the Earth has taken place in like a one hundredth of a millisecond within the last second on New Year's Eve. And it just like changes the way we think about scope and scale and humanity and like how maybe not as important as we think everything is. And it really like felt very like meditative and centering to just like mm -hmm. acknowledge and understand the very, 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 very small part of the history of this universe that we're part of. Absolutely meditative, like so much so. Something that really called out to me was when uh, Quentin Oliver Lee, who is this very tall man and this huge bass voice, or just a huge range, but he starts singing in this big bass that just reverberates, reverberates, and I felt it in my chest. And 
it, it actually lifted me up more than I thought. I nearly stood at like one of those moments. If you've ever been in a, a, a traditional black church when they say, can you testify? Can you stand up? That like, I was like, I've got to stand up at this moment. My friend was like, uh, um, John um, Chavez at American Theater Critics Association was like, whoa, you okay? Like it was really a moment. And what I loved about it is that the performers themselves make on eye contact with you, that they are there mm-hmm. with you. And in that moment, I'm making sure that I'm saying his name correctly. Angel Lazada like looked at me and he was like, I see you. I saw you. I felt that too. And it was like, so I'm not the only one. He's like, no, you're not the only one. That was so wonderful. And that it is a chorale. Those of us who grew up doing choirs and oratorios, you will find yourself very much so at home. And every single person has a specific solo moment so that it's not just the ensemble is supporting you all and you're a part of it, but people will speak to uh, different circumstances. And I'm not sure how that was assigned, but I think that every single person who was cast was perfect for the moment that they spoke to. Mm-hmm. It just felt so right. And I, I wonder how they workshopped that and were like, oh, yeah, this is your part. This is your part. And, and nor did it feel like I never I didn't feel like I wasn't getting enough someone. Everything mm-hmm. was so well balanced. Mm-hmm. Could we talk about the experience of actually sitting in the pews and the construct of that of that space, which was seen as a traditional almost auditorium stage, to suddenly being converted into this round with pews? And it was very, 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 very tiny space. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why this show is so sold out, but there is a, a good rush policy, but so sold out is because it's a very, very small capacity because they have us in a tiny space in the round in these seats that Juan Michael said like are very much like pews, which helps give it a religious vibe, but in a space mm-hmm. that probably feels unfamiliar to so mm-hmm. many of us. But I, I loved it. I loved it being in the round. I already mentioned the acoustics in there. The sonic quality of that space is very cool. The musicians are like behind you and it really echoes in you. The mm-hmm. costume designs are, are very chill. They're all in these like very casual, bluey, earthy tones, which I, I love. I, I could have, I would have wanted maybe a little more light design, maybe a little more set design, but it felt beautiful yeah. and it, it didn't need it, but I, I would have loved to see what maybe a different lighting and set designer might have done. Yeah, I kept thinking of the light, the singular light shade that comes down um, in the center of the round as this like shade that they just got from crate and barrel but it works yes. it's just like it's like we're gonna get this cheap shade because we actually don't need anything mm. um we have the power of these massive voices these musicians that are like otherworldly it, it's just they didn't need anything for me to be for me to literally say this is the bus show that I've seen all year. And what a way to come back into theater with a show like this. Like after the year we've had of no theater and to have this church experience. And for people who don't even go to church, I sat next to a woman who says, I've never gone to church before and feel what she felt in that it was just exhilarating. It was important. Also, I was in the same audience as Lynn Nottage and watching her experience the show was very crazy. Um, I will say that there were people who raised their hands. There were people who just felt it was a very, it was a show that's important to watch the actors around you, but also watch the audience and how they are taking in something like this. Um, And it was just, I mean, they didn't need any, for me, they didn't need anything but those musicians because it was just, 
Yeah, this was like a life-sustaining show. Uh, mm. I wish I could have seen this right before the pandemic because I feel like this this would have gotten me through some hard times. But regardless of when I saw it and when other people see it, like I will never forget this show. And I don't think I say that very frequently. Like I will viscerally remember my experience of this show forever. It makes me think about, you know, the original storytelling was around campfires. We, we didn't have all this meta uh, incredible technology. We just had ourselves, our bodies and the place. And that very much so took us back to that simplicity and that awareness that you are enough, that we are enough um, to get through anything together. I thinking about what could have been done differently with it. I, I wonder, could you imagine this in a larger space, or do you think that it only works within the intimacy, the con- those confines? Yeah, I thought about that when someone said, "I need a cast recording." It's not going to feel the same. Mm. Um, there's no way that you're going to have that experience of. I don't care how good your sound system is. You need those people around you. You need um, the company of your seat neighbor around you. You need that audience engagement because it's not it won't be the same experience and so it needs to be in a small space i'm sure because this show has gotten rave reviews from literally everyone um that there's going to be that producer who says let's do it bigger and they have to, a producer has to be really smart and say that we need to make sure that this stays small maybe extend it for where it is because it's, it's just that damn good, but it, I, I don't think it will have the same impact or give the audience the same experience if it was in a bigger, larger capacity. Hot take, but I actually totally disagree. I want oh. to see this play in a huge marble Catholic church. Mm. I want it to like echo through a like religious space and I want them to like be using a church that has a very specific... Uh, set design dramaturgy not to sound sacrilegious but a very way that that space is supposed to be used and i want to see it done in a very different way part of the my obsession with this piece is that i actually can imagine so many different ways to do this play this piece Mm -hmm. i could actually even imagine this piece being done as like text without music i can imagine it in different spaces larger casts smaller casts like i i think this is such a flexible document I already emailed it to some of my drama performance studies, performance art professors from college and was like, do something with this with your students because like, this is just a very cool piece. And I think it is actually pretty malleable and I would like to see it in other kind of spaces, but I I don't think I ever need to see it in a proscenium stage. I certainly agree with you there. This is not like a Mm. put it on Broadway at the booth kind of show. (laughs) At the booth. (laughs) So specific. And, you know, thinking about that, uh, I felt similarly about Town, which I saw many times at New York Theatre Workshop. I I just couldn't imagine it um, anywhere else. And to see what they did with it, while very different, was equally moving. I I can sort of, when you say that, Christian, think about it perhaps at um, St. John the Divine um, Cathedral, a space like that, um, because I I heard Mm. Mahler's A Thousand Voice Choir there, and that was, it had that exact effect you're talking about, the echoing. But I do sort of, I am always going to cherish, and I think that I'm curious about it happening, but I don't know that I want to watch it happen because I'm now attached to what this was in that moment. If mm-hmm. that, I don't know if that sounds weird or mm-hmm. not. No, it makes sense. Who would you suggest this show to? I, I know that we're saying everyone, and I'm of the opinion that if you don't like the show, you might be a bad person. No, um, <laughs> like, if you were to say, like, who is this show for? 
I, I think it's, I literally think this show is for everyone. And just for, from my perspective, I am spiritual, but not church going. I was raised in the church. Um, and then obviously you guys know that my mother is like always my plus one. So she, she's like a pastor on certain days. Like she's, she, she gets it. So we're two different people and we both enjoyed it. Um, and then the woman next to me who said she's never walked into a church herself. And so I think, I think everyone will get it. It's just an experience that you have to have and you just have to go <laughs> and experience it. I, I, I couldn't pinpoint a single person, but I think it can be for everyone. I'd say like, I, I'm slightly wary. I'm like an experimental theater practitioner by training. And I know that it's very much not for everyone. And there are a lot of people who like will enter an experimental performance and be like turned off just at the very start and they're not going to like take it in. But yeah, trust me, plus ones I've brought to things. (laughs) People who have come to see shows that I've been are like, Christian, what what was this? Uh, And so like, I get that. But I think this show can and should be for everyone. I just need Ars Nova to to hire me and I will stand outside as everyone walks in (laughs) and I will give them a little like one minute spiel about like, this is not for you to understand. This is for you to just experience and just take it in and you will love it. Just like let it happen. You have to take it in. You have to accept that this is a thing that's happening and that this is for you. Oh, actually, I, I want to piggyback on that because the day I saw it was the day that you told me we saw each other at Glass House and you gave me that same synopsis. You said, Ayana, just go and experience it. It's not for you to understand. And I swear I walked into that theater with that in my head. And so I- I'm pushing for you to do that. Because <laughs> I get that some audience members could see this and get frustrated when the show starts and there's a chorus of 12 singing counterpoint in Latin. And they're like, you know what? Nope. <laughs> but like, if you just, if everyone just had a slight little preamble of like, best practice to enjoy the show. I think it's for everyone in that sense. You know, I can imagine um, because I do my own hyping up when I produce concerts and I say to people like, you may not get the movement, but you're going to love the music. Uh, th- and some people come to me afterwards like, yeah, I didn't get it, but I love the music. And these are footballers. I think that if they heard that, they would feel safe and they wouldn't feel as if they are somehow not getting it and understand it's not to be received in a specific way. It's just to be experienced. Well. Oh. I feel like that tells us everything we need to know about this show. And like, if you have an extra ticket and you want to sell it to me, I will gladly <laughs> buy it for any amount of money. I am that person. This is how good that show is. And John, if you're one- listening, <laughs> <laughs> really, thank you for this amazing conversation for our wonderful listeners at home. I'm Juan Michael Porter II. I'm Christian Lewis. And I'm Ayanna Prescott. And be sure to follow us on Broadway Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Critics' Table podcast. We would like to thank Jose Solis and the BIPOC Critics Lab team who has generously partnered with us on this project. You can find out more about the BIPOC Critics Lab at BIPOCCriticsLab.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss a review and learn more about our critics at bpn.fm slash criticstable. The views or opinions expressed by the critics in this episode are solely their own and do not necessarily represent views or opinions of the Broadway Podcast Network. See you next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.